Welcome! You're listening to Uncommon Sense. I'm Doug Morgan, and in today's day and age, we hear a lot of cries for uh, justice for the needy, and forgotten, and those without a voice. Today, we're going to look at gestational justice. <laughs> and and uh, I'm going to just say right up front, give a little warning that uh, we're going to cover a subject today that uh, can can be very upsetting to some, especially if they've gone through some experiences with this topic. Uh, but it doesn't mean that we, we don't look at the topic. Uh, there's always forgiveness in our Lord Jesus Christ. And yet, uh, when it comes to these uh, topics and subjects, uh, I've said in the past that Uh, This podcast is not going to shy away from a subject just because it might be upsetting or just because that it might be a little bit difficult to talk about. Uh, We're going to cover the things that uh, that oftentimes people don't want to talk about. <laughs> that's that's uh, just what we do here at Uncommon Sense. So uh, so let's get right into this. You know, um, it is interesting that a lot of people will say that the pro-life movement is uh, not pro-science. But yet, if you look at the development of a child, uh, man, you know, we are definitely, as Christians, pro-science. Um, you know, I, I'm going to uh, take some information here and present it, and it's primarily taken from the AmericanPregnancy.org uh, website, uh, which is uh, probably the, the most uh, credible as far as, um, you know, most doctors will um, have their patients go there uh, for information on wh- what the baby is, is do- doing and developing, how they're developing inside the mom. Um, now, some of the information I'll be giving you, uh, you know, is um, there's some uh, controversy whether or not it starts at a certain time or not. Uh, what I've done is I've basically taken the most conservative <laughs> time frames, and uh, if you know maybe the uh, you know something organ starts a little bit earlier, uh, then that's fine. But we've taken a little more of a conservative approach here. And uh, just so that that we're uh, both on the same page here. Um, now, you know, when when a baby is conceived, uh, that's uh, that we're, we're going to look at the gestational age of development, um, and and that means when the baby is conceived, uh, and and really things start to take off about week three, and in week three. Believe it or not, the baby's heartbeat is forming. His brain and spinal cord and gi- digestive system are also forming. That's just in week three. Uh, we see in week four, uh, somewhere between about 24 days and four weeks, the baby's heartbeat begins to beat. Isn't that awesome? I mean, when when you look at this little tiny baby and, and one that that uh, is is... Uh, the mom is is barely even knowing that she's pregnant, and yet it, the heartbeat is already beating, and things are circulating uh, within the blood is circulating within the the, the veins of uh, of that baby. Um, that's awesome. You know, this is this is a real miracle uh, that happens every time. Week five, early structures like ears and eyes are forming. Uh, we see in week six, her uh, cartilage begins to develop. Um, you know the the whole structure of, of the baby is 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 beginning to develop and is there. Week seven, in fact, all the organs have begun to form, uh, and the eyelids and the tongue have begun to form. Uh, his ears even resemble 
family pattern. So if if your gene has a, you can you can have permission to touch your earlobes right now. If your earlobes are connected to the side of your face, <laughs> that is actual genetic um, type of thing. That that if if they're not, if they kind of hang and and they're separate from there, again, that's that's all genetics. And there at week uh, seven, we see these family patterns start to develop. Uh, and by week eight, everything that is present in an adult human is now present in this little baby. Bones are beginning to form at that point. The muscles are beginning to contract. I mean, we have a baby here that is uh, is in full development. Um, you know, uh, kind of a really interesting thing about these babies is that uh, the baby contains more genetic information than every word communicated by every human being who has ever lived since the beginning of the human race. Isn't that fascinating? I mean, God has made us so uniquely and he has put together uh, us inside of our moms and, and we are babies, we are human beings that, that are forming and developing and, and we have life. Uh, it, is, it is just absolutely, I love to talk about this kind of stuff. It's so pro-science. It is so um, fascinating. And, and we see so many things that just boggle our minds at times. Uh, we see uh, between weeks 9 and 13, so this is the you know, the end of the first trimester, uh, he will bend his fingers, the little baby will bend his fingers around an object placed in his palm. Wouldn't that be cool to see? Wouldn't that be awesome to, 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 to witness? Uh, he can stick his thumb in his mouth. I mean, that you know, we've seen a few pictures of that type of thing. Uh, he makes a, uh, facial expressions, including smiling. His taste buds are working. And, and he is drinking amniotic fluid. Uh, if, if, if you actually artificially sweeten the fluid, uh, he will actually drink more. If you, if you give it kind of a bitter taste, he will drink less. So we, we can see the, the wonderful uh, taste buds at work here, even at this stage. Uh, distinct personality and family traits are showing in a baby. The baby can kick and turn over and curl and fan her toes, can make a fist, open her mouth, or even press her lips t tightly together and practice breathing. You know, it's, it's so, so fascinating to see how quickly this all happens. And, 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 and here's, here's, did you know that a baby has baby milk buds and they begin to appear at this point? I didn't even know what baby milk buds are, but they do exist and they are developing and they have appeared uh, here in the first trimester. It is an absolute miracle what happens uh, when, uh, when, when life begins. Uh, and, and here is, is a little more of a somber note though. This is the end of the first trimester, as I said, and yet this is when most abortions are done. And that is a, it, it, it can make your heart sink when you fully realize that this little baby that has, has everything, but can be aborted and can be killed all at the same time. We look at uh, fast forwarding into uh, the fourth month. The preborn baby can 
uh, grass with her hands, swim, turn somersaults. Her mother may even first feel her movements at this time. Uh, her eyelashes are now present and rapid eye movements, the REM, indicate uh, you know, uh, dreaming and, and can be recorded. Um, a very uh, bright light, if you shine a br very bright light on the mother's abdomen, that will cause the baby to slowly put her arm over her eyes. Or if you play really loud music, that can cover her to actually uh, cover her ears uh, to try to uh, you know, uh, dampen the noise. Um, by five months, the preborn baby has formed his own unique sleeping habits and he allowed, you know, sounds uh, such as a slamming door or something like that can startle him. Uh, he's hearing uh, is of a wider range of frequency. This is so interesting. The, it, the hearing is a, of a wider range of frequency than even adults in both higher and the lower range. So they can, they can hear better than we can. Um, and, uh, and he may uh, be soothed by, you know, obviously some gentle music, uh, and, and his fingernails and toenails are forming at this time as well. Fast forward to six months. The baby can live without, uh, out, can live outside the womb, a womb with proper care. Uh, fine hair grows on his head and now his eyebrows, eyelashes, uh, uh, are, are forming and, and he can recognize his mother's voice. You see, these are all things that, that are happening within the mom. And it's not to say that this is not a baby. This is a baby. This is, this is my point here. You can see how this baby is developing. It has a heartbeat. It has brain waves. It has all these different things. And yet, uh, and yet there's so many people that would say, no, that's not a baby. I think it can be killed. And, and that's, that is such a sad state of affairs when you have people who can, who can uh, know what is going on inside this mom and yet say, but I, I think we can kill it anyway. Uh, you see, I ran across a blog the other day and it was uh, entitled Memoirs of a Modeler. <laughs> and I uh, hadn't seen it before, but, uh, but it was basically a, a gal who uh, has a blog and just kind of writes down her thoughts and and this is what she said in this. And I wasn't even going to cover this, but I kept thinking about it. I kept thinking about it. And I said, you know what? That's got to be something that we cover. And so here we are. But she says in, it says in this blog, she says, I'm not pro-murdering babies, but I am pro-Becky, who found out at her 20-week anatomy scan that the infant that she had been so excited to bring into the world had developed without life-sustaining organs. Well, of course, if if this is not a a baby, this is this is um, you know something that's developing into something that's not not uh, uh, living, then uh, then of course this is something that needs to be taken care of, um, and 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 it's 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 something that is sad. It's a very very sad uh, situation, but it's something that obviously does not really fall upon uh, the abortion issue itself. Um, she goes on, it says, I'm, I'm pro Susan who was sexually assaulted on her way home from work only to come to the horrific realization that her assailants planned his planted his seed in her when she got a positive pregnancy test result that late uh, month later, you see, this is a very sad situation and one that should never happen. But it does happen, and yet at the same time, does the baby have to pay? 
because this is obviously, we just went through this. This is a baby. This is a little baby that has a life. And yet what we're saying here is under Susan's scenario here, that because she was assaulted, the baby has to pay. Uh, Let me skip down. It says, I'm pro little Kathy who had her innocence ripped away from her by someone she should have been able to trust at her 11-year-old body's age. And yes, this is a situation where uh, if the baby is going to um, be a major threat to the mother's life, uh, it's basically a decision between this, uh, the mother and the baby, then, then obviously we have to make that decision. That's not, that, that, that's a foregone conclusion. We always side on the, on the side of, of saving the mother. But, uh, but that is such a small portion of abortions being performed today. This is a minute percentage of the abortions that are being done today. And, and of course, we're going to side on the side of the mother when that is the factor. But this is not what, what we're mostly talking about. She goes on to say, I'm pro-Melissa, who's working two jobs just to make ends meet and has to choose between bringing, home, um, bringing another child in, into poverty or feeding the children she already has because her spouse walked out on her. You see, we, what, what, what is missing here is that she wouldn't... She wouldn't kill her her already born children just because she lives in poverty. But she's willing to kill her unborn child because of it. You see, we either believe this is a child or we don't. We either believe science or we don't. If we believe science, we know it's a baby and we know it's life. It doesn't matter where it's located, whether it's located inside the mom or out. And if it's okay to kill the baby inside the mom, then why is it not okay to kill the baby outside of the mom? Of course it's not right. It's not right inside or outside. She says, I'm pro-Brittany, who realizes that she is in no way financially, emotionally, or physically able to raise a child. Well, again, why are we killing babies? Because we can't financially afford it, we think. I mean, when are we able to financially support children? I mean, children are expensive, and we oftentimes don't feel like we're in that 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 uh, that place. But we don't have the right to kill a baby just because we don't have enough money. Let's skip down. It says, uh, "In in I'm pro Jessica, who is financially uh, or who is finally getting the strength to get away from her." physically abusive spouse only to find out that she was carrying the monster's child. When, and yes, again, these are all t- terrible situations. One that we would not want to see anyone have to go through. But it doesn't matter. We still don't compound the problem by killing the child. And we're not even going to get into all the emotional effects and things that happen to women who go through abortions. But this is a terrible, terrible thing that we would kill a child because we had a physically abusive spouse. Uh, going down, I'm pro Vanessa, who went in into her uh, confirmation appointment after years of uh, 
of, of trying to conceive only to hear silence where there should be a heartbeat. Yes, terrible thing. But that's not an abortion. That's not a living being. That, that little, little baby is not a baby. And, and so, yes, we've got to save the life of the mother in that case. I'm pro uh, Lindsay, who lost her virginity in her sophomore year with a broken condom and now has to choose whether to be a teenager mom, a teenage mom, or just a teenager. So we're going to kill a baby because we want to have fun as a teenager? Is that, is that, what, is that what this is saying? I'm pro Courtney, who just found out she's already 13 weeks along, but the egg never made it out of the fallopian tube, so either either she terminates the pregnancy or risks dying from internal bleeding. Of course, we save the life of the mother. That is not in dispute. You see, she says you can, you can argue and say that I'm uh, pro-choice all you want, but the truth is I'm pro-life. Their, their lives, women's lives, you can't get to pick and choose which scenarios should be accepted. It's not about the stories you don't agree with, she says. It's, it's about fighting for the women of the stories that you do agree with and the choice that was made. Women's rights are meant to protect all women regardless of their situation. You see, this is, this is not about women's rights. This is not about choice. I know, I know it's framed as pro-life and pro-choice, but it's not about choice. Because if it was just women's rights, then, then yeah, I mean, if you want to have the, the right to wear a burqa or not wear a burqa, that, that's your choice. But the choice of killing a baby is not your choice. You can't go down the road and say, you know what, this person's in front of me, I'm going to shoot him in the head. That's my choice. You, they, you don't have that right. That is not a woman's right. You can't say, I'm going to kill this baby because I want to, you know, have more money and, and have fun as a teenager. That's, that's not your choice. Your, that choice is literally making a choice for someone else. And we're not even talking about the father or the families that are involved here. That's a whole other issue. But just simply the, the, the life of another human being that is inside of this mom is at stake with this choice. You see, what justifies murder? Actual threat to the mother's life is the only exception I can see. And in, in that case, it's not really murder in most cases. In most cases, we're, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about something that has gone wrong medically. And so we obviously have to make a choice in this case of you know, saving the mother. And that is, that's moral, that's okay. But, the, but to actually say that I'm going to take a healthy baby and I'm going to take one that, that is alive inside that mother and I'm going to kill it. And, 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 and I'm not even going to get into, into all the, the different ways that, that that can be done and how horrific that is and, and all the reactions that the baby can have. and all I'm, We won't even get into that today. But I can remember when, when I think I was even in drafting class. I don't, you know, things have changed over the years. But uh, we had a, uh, I think it was middle school, and we had, it was like eighth grade or something, we, we had a film on abortion, and it was, it, it, they showed in this pan the contents of, of, uh, of an abortion and said, see, this isn't a baby, it's just a bunch of cells and blood together. And of course, that, that's, that, that's not it. We know. And ju- I, I just went down through all the different things. We know now that, that that's just a, a lie. And it's a lie designed to try to get you to uh, agree that abortion is okay. 
But we know it's not just a group of, of cells. We know that all of these things that I just went down today actually happen. And, and, and this is an actual person. This is a baby. You know, during World War II, when the Allied forces came upon uh, German concentration camps, they were uh, confronted with uh, some terrible conditions when it came to these, these concentration camps. Things that were just horrifying. Some of these forces actually made the residences, um, residents of, of the surrounding areas, uh, help clean up the camps. And why did they do that? They did that because they knew that these residents knew what was going on at these camps. They knew that, that th- this was not a secret, that these smokestacks and, and ash that was falling, all this different stuff was there because of what was going on inside these camps. Some ter- just terrible things. And yet the residents, they turned a blind eye and they did nothing and they said nothing and they tried to save their own skin even though even though these atrocities were happening right next door to them and so these allied forces there there are instances where they would force these people to help do some of the cleanup because they had just simply known what was going on and turned their backs on these people and is that not what's being done today really I love the response to this blog. There was a response, and it said this. It said, as a, a product of a, a rape, I am beyond thankful. My mom, at 16, had the courage to choose life. As a Christian, this article makes me sad. And, and, and isn't that what it really gets to? It just makes you sad, doesn't it? When you see people going, you know, I don't have enough money. I just want to kill my baby. It makes you sad. And, and, and we need to be working to be able to, to one, one day put an end to this atrocity. Let me not, let me not leave this on a down note. Let's, let's, let's close this out with, on, on kind of a high note. And, and this is something that I saw. This is a poll that was conducted about a year ago, uh, this, this last January. A poll conducted by the Marist Poll at Marist College under the sponsorship of the Knights of Columbus. And it was a survey of over 1,200 adults. And it showed that 70% of respondents would welcome limits on abortion. Isn't that awesome? You see, within our own society, we see the tide is turned. That, that people are understanding, as they see the science, as they see these are really babies that we're killing here. That in that, in that face, we are changing the way that we think about abortion. 70% of these respondents would welcome limits placed on abortions. And yet we see politicians, even today, this last week, there was, there was some that were talking about introducing bills into Congress that would say that if a baby survived an abortion, that then it could still be killed even outside the womb. Isn't that, isn't that just absolutely horrific and immoral? And we need to come against this. We need to come against this scourge. Now, you may agree with me, you may not agree with me, and that's okay. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear if, if, if you have any comments, questions, whatever the case may be, you can contact us here at foruncommonsense at gmail.com. That's four, F-O-R, uncommonsense at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.